0: <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the SoCo Show. This is your co-host, Cody Michael, joined as always by my so-host, Seth Hatt.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you act like you are you didn't expect me to introduce you.
1: <laughs> i prefer the original one. <laughs> is this your
0: first time? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey there, folks. We got a, a packed show for you. We're going to get into some news in all the areas. Talk about a little bit of Halloween stuff. Tis the season for that. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so stick around for that. I want to kick off the show with a a call to action because when this episode comes out, it'll be only a few days before the end of November, and or the end of October, beginning of November, and there are some things leaving Netflix that I think people need to see. So we're gonna get out in front of this one before these things leave Netflix. Make sure you get out there and check them out. There's a there's a few a few good ones that are on the way out. Seth, have you seen this list? Mm. One of them. Uh, have you seen V for Vendetta?
1: Mm. Parts Excellent of it actually. Movie. Huh. Parts of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's fantastic. If you haven't seen V for Vendetta, it's got Hugo Weaving, Natalie Portman, and it's kind of a revolutionary type thing. It's the the mask. Uh, you you'd recognize the mask. If the you John Roca mask. Uh, yeah, I guess it's the John Rocha mask. Uh, it's also the Guy Fox mask. Also the mask that's the logo for Anonymous, the hacking people. Um, v for Vendetta is really cool action. It's based on a comic book, and it's just really sweet. There's a lot of cool dialogue in it. Make sure you check V for Vendetta out. There's a, a movie leaving on November 3rd that I've never heard of, but um, I'm afraid I might be in it. Uh, the title of this movie is called Do I Sound Gay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know, like I said, what it's about, but uh, if that's something you want to watch, make sure you get that in before November 3rd. There's a couple other things on here. Uh, 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Tryin'. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, the movie Hugo is leaving as well. Um, a bunch of the Thomas, Thomas the Train Engine movies are leaving Netflix. Oh, man. But there's one specific reason that I wanted to cover this segment, and that I wanted to cover it before the first, because I don't want you to miss out on these movies that are leaving Netflix. The entire Matrix trilogy is leaving on November 1st. Thank God. If you're out there and you haven't listened to all of our episodes, you might know that Seth has never seen The Matrix, and that it is a travesty.
1: And I never will!
0: And it is a damn shame that he has not. Seth, I'm putting you on notice. Nope. You have five days or so from this recording to fucking watch The Matrix. Um, and that's it. You gotta do it. It's hey, about that time.
1: I had an entire week... I had nine days off of work, and... You didn't force me to watch it then. Now that I'm working again, what, what, what? why do you expect me to watch it now?
0: Now you're on the clock. That's it. It's going away now.
1: Well, too you bad. You gotta watch it. It's gonna be back on Amazon Prime in a week after that anyway. I don't think it will. Yeah, it will. It always does that. It's
0: probably leaving Amazon Prime at the same no. time. No. The point is, you gotta, watch, you gotta watch The Matrix. That's it. And I don't know why you're fighting it. Why are you fighting me on The Matrix, man?
1: Because it's old and dumb.
0: <laughs> it's old and it's an old movie, so you don't like it? Yep. So, like, Apollo 13 sucks? Yep. Okay. There's. Okay. Keep
1: naming them. I'll tell you that they suck.
0: Yep. Okay. All, all the movies suck. Suck. So, like, uh, Clerks? Yeah, sucks. Clerks 2? Sucks. Dogma? Sucks. Jay and Silent Bob start back? Sucks. Uh, Chase of Gamey? Sucks. All these movies suck. Tracy yeah. Girl?
1: Yep. That one already sucks.
0: <laughs> all those movies suck, actually. Cause... Hey. What? You can say it, but I can't? No. Look, the point SpongeBob was... SquarePants
1: movie sucks.
0: That does suck. It's not nearly as good as the show. The whole
1: show sucks.
0: Well, no, the show is actually excellent. Yeah, we keep taking actually, shots at me? I'm pretty sure it came out in 1999, same year that The Matrix came out. So go watch both of those things. Hey, folks out there, um, help me out, please, because Seth continues to fight me on this. Will you please get on the Twitter or the Facebook or wherever it is you're listening to the podcast and just comment and tell Seth that he needs to freaking watch The Matrix already. And he's, he's being a real butthole. <laughs> <laughs> By now, watching it.
1: <laughs> All right, now that you called me a butthole, I'm definitely going to watch it.
0: <laughs> Another one, by the way, I, I had missed it on the list, but before we move on, I want to mention Twilight is also leaving Netflix on November 1st. So Hopefully,
1: it's leaving this plane of existence yeah, as well. Good, good
0: riddance, Twilight. We ain't going to miss you. You can piss off. Seth, watch The Matrix. I
1: would rather watch Twilight.
0: You would not. <laughs> You've seen Twilight.
1: I've seen the second one. That's it. Ew. Yeah. New Moon, is that what that's called?
0: I do not know. I have a New Moon. Just go watch The Matrix. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Movies. Let's start with movies. Uh, there's a couple interesting things that have uh, come out. I think the, the most entertaining to me uh, came out yesterday. And Seth, you told me this, and I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen YouTube videos based on this idea. Uh, <laughs> tell the folks what I'm talking about here.
1: Dora the Explorer. Explorer. Explora. Is that what it actually is? The Explorer? No, it's Explorer. Dora the Explorer. With the boots.
0: That's <laughs> the that's rap song of that's, Dora. That's the, Dora that, the Explorer, y'all!
1: With boots. <laughs> <Escentasia>. <laughs> um, Dora the Explorer. Live action. Produced by Michael Bay.
0: Michael Bay and Dora <laughs> the Explorer. Of all the things that Michael Bay would want to ruin... Why is it that Dora the Explorer is making the list at all? That would be like the 100th thing I would expect Michael Bay to make. Nice. And what's funny about this is that, like I said before, this is a, this is a, there's a YouTube video that already is this thing. It's like a high-action, live-action uh, Dora the Explorer. I think it's like Funny or Die mm-hmm. made it. And um, the, uh, the one uh, girl from Modern Family who's the younger sister, who's the geeky one with the glasses, she plays Dora. And there's a bunch of other people in it, and it it basically looks like the Michael Bay movie probably will look. Mm -hmm. And I I don't get it. Doesn't this sound like the dumbest thing in the world to you?
1: I'm pretty excited.
0: Because, like...
1: (laughs) Do you think it'll be Megan Fox?
0: It probably will be Megan Fox. Yeah. And, okay, then I'll watch it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come over here, map.
0: But more likely, it's...
1: Swiper! No swiping.
0: Do you think he's gonna do a bunch (laughs) of dumb stuff? Like, the map is gonna be, like, a robot, and Boots will... Be a robot. And if it's live action, is Boots going to be able to Swiper talk?
1: Swiper will be a robot. Everything's going to be robots.
0: And they're all going to transform into other... They'll
1: just speak Spanish. It'll be all subtitles.
0: <laughs> and they'll ex- eventually all explode. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, why, ma- why make I- it live action?
1: I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, though. If they're going to make this, what I'm really excited for is Bob the Builder live action directed by Justin Lin. <laughs>
0: That would be pretty sweet. Bob the Builder would build a sweet uh, tuner race car and drive it from one building to the other.
1: Off of a skyscraper.
0: Or, better idea, um, Bob the Builder would have to fix all of the destruction that happens in the Fast and Furious movies. Okay.
1: And then the rock would come and flex his muscles and... Credits. (laughs)
0: Listen to us, Hollywood. We're (laughs) pitching all the best ideas. Uh, As soon as Michael Bay is done with this one, how about, um... The Rugrats live action movie.
1: I'd be down for that. it
0: will basically be a rehash of Look Who's Talking 2. Uh T.O.O. Yeah. Look Who's Also Talking. You know there's a third Look Who's Talking where I'm pretty sure it's like the dog. Sure. Is talking.
1: I don't know if I've even seen the first one.
0: Uh, I don't think anybody did. But it's got John Travolta and Kirstie Alley in it.
1: Really? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they were
0: both like big hot shit back then.
1: The most recent baby example that I can think of is the Boss Baby with Al- Alex Trebek. I almost said Alex Trump.
0: It's not a- Alex And Ale- Trebek. Alex Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, yeah. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh well Seth is drunk.
1: I've had one sip.
0: Um oh, my, absent. so moral of the story is Michael Bay is gonna ruin Dora the Explorer, which was amazing. <laughs> I, I I I caught the the late part of my like childhood T V watching. Mm-hmm. Uh Dora the Explorer had started. So I, I watched some Dora the Explorer. I learned a little bit of Spanish from, from her. And uh
1: I had a few Dora the Explorer uh macaroni Macaroni and cheese shapes. Yeah, man. In my day. Yeah. they're delicious. Yeah,
0: and that guy Boots is hilarious.
1: What about uh, Blue's Clues? You think they'll do a Blue's Clues live action someday?
0: That would be insane. Yeah. Also directed by Michael Bay. Every yeah. time they solve a clue, something explodes, <laughs> and then there's a lens flare, and then probably a hot chick for no reason. That's yeah. what yeah. I'm really worried <laughs> about here, is if Dora, if, is he gonna like it, over, way over sexualize Dora?
1: If, if it's Megan Fox, yes.
0: He's getting he's getting at it because even like in the one Transformers movie with the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. He's got that actress who's playing her, even her character is like 17. Isn't
1: it? No, Haley Steinfeld's the next one that they're doing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but The Age of Extinction has the girl who was on Bates Motel and she's playing a 17 year old and they keep talking about how she's 17. They yeah. won't let it go.
1: And like then naked. she's also
0: like half naked and sexy like most of the time. Yeah. So is he going to be like, oh, oh Dora's 12. She can wear a fucking tiny short, tiny shorts and bend over and all that stuff. I'm worried about you, Michael Bay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a bad idea for you.
1: It's a Transformer.
0: It's going to play your way through college.
1: Oh, wow. It's a Transformer.
0: <laughs> Next thing, another new movie in the works. And this isn't breaking, but it actually just came to my attention today. And it's, um, oh, it's topical. Right now, because, again, tis the season. But there's a new Halloween movie in the works. Mm. Halloween, the... Uh, That's one of Jason, right? <sighs> <laughs> Michael Myers' Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis is apparently going to be Yeah,
1: back. baby. That one. Oh, my God. Gonna, oh, Austin Powers?
0: I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him.
1: They're doing another Austin Powers?
0: Michael Myers, the murderer, is uh, going to try again to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. And the interesting thing about this is that John Carpenter is involved again. I think he's going to be a producer. What's he build? And he might, um, he might do the, the, the the score to this one. Okay. Which fun fact about Halloween? When it first came out, when he was first making it, um, Carpenter made the movie, but it didn't have a score, and he took it to the executive, the producers or the executives or whoever else, and they were like, "This movie sucks. It's not even scary." So he took it back, and in like a day, he made the score. You know, mm-hmm. the dun 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 den den made that in like a few hours then took it back to them played it again and they were like this is the scariest shit we've ever seen <laughs> and then they made the movie yeah. and it was Halloween i'm really excited about this this uh, halloween <clears throat> reboot another interesting thing about it is they're they're basically retconning everything that happened after Halloween 1 and so there's like so
1: all 9 movies
0: yeah there's like 10 Halloweens or some some shit like that and then this one apparently will take place only after the first Halloween so i think they're going to pretend nothing happened in between all this time
1: cuz that always works
0: I think it will because all the dumb shit like the first Halloween is amazing and makes a ton of sense and there's nothing weird about it at all but after the first Halloween shit starts getting really weird like eerily like supernatural and like with weird motivations and characters and all sorts of dumb stuff but the first one is just guy tries to kill a girl and then if they fast forward all these 40 years and have a sequel I think it's gonna make sense I think it's gonna be really cool I
1: don't know I don't really care either way
0: have you ever ever seen Halloween? I have. You have seen I've it? seen the first one, yeah. It's sweet, man. It's one of my favorite. It's one of the first horror movies I saw when I was a kid that that didn't. Um, I I liked being scared by it. You know, it didn't completely appall me. Yeah. So I'm really excited. It's got a soft spot in my heart. Uh, one more piece of movie news comes to us from the the world of the Justice League. Um, saying so, we got some we got some news about that today.
1: Runtime it's gonna be under two hours, which is surprising for. Uh you know, a movie of that caliber. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm actually kind of excited for a shorter runtime, just for the fact that they're, I think that they're going to have a better distribution of the characters than, you know, giving just like one character the, you know, a ton of screen time. I think that it'll be even more evened out. Plus Joss Whedon's doing it. So we'll see.
0: I am, I'm getting less and less optimistic about Justice League. Um, And I actually don't like this news. Because I'm afraid that they're going to have to shoehorn a bunch of crap in really quickly. And that they won't take the appropriate amount of time for all of the characters. Um, I I dig a nice, tight movie. Getting anything in under two hours is fine. But, um, I don't know, for something this size and of this scope, I wouldn't mind seeing it be a little longer. And also, um, I... Even though I think the other DC movies have been too long, I don't know that it being shorter is going to make it suck any less. Like, if it sucks, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like, it have, like there have been 90-minute movies that feel like they're two hours. Um, or two and a half. I'm thinking of, like, the Lego Batman movie. That movie seemed like it took four hours to get through. <laughs> and it wasn't very long.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure the Emoji movie felt like it was it was six hours to <laughs> anyone who watched it. So, I don't think it necessarily means it'll suck less. And for me, I'm just worried about everything going too quickly and and not having enough time i don't know maybe that's just me let's turn it over to let's go to sports sports it's still the best time of the year october of course uh all four sports going on uh hockey is happening i'm sure i'm unaware of that um basketball is underway we got the uh the season kickoff last week a couple interesting uh occurrences going on Lonzo Ball obviously uh, has been sort of the hype of the preseason he on
1: Sesame Street
0: (laughs) he sounds like he should be on Sesame Street Um, he's making moves he's got a pretty good stat line for the first couple weeks I think he almost had a triple-double in Mm -hmm. one game last week so people are really excited about him I think he's kind of the future of the Lakers is what they're saying so Um, on the flip side of that though uh, one really crappy story it it comes from Gordon Hayward on the Boston Celtics he was an all-star last year Got traded from the Jazz over to um, the Jazz <laughs> from the Jazz hands over to the <laughs> Celtics, and um, in the first game, first couple minutes into it, just completely friggin shattered his leg. I don't know what the injury was—it his ankle or I don't remember. I don't know what it was exactly, but it was gnarly. Um, don't look up that YouTube video if you're a faint of heart, because it was pretty rough, and uh, even all the players on the court were pretty shaken up. So that sucks, especially because Howard was primed to have a good year. Boston is primed to maybe make a title run, I think people are saying. So, um, I don't know. He's probably going to be out for the year is what they're saying. You saw the replay to this, right? I didn't know. I never not know. You haven't it. seen it? Uh-huh. Oof, don't. <laughs> it, it, it's gruesome. And uh, just an overall bummer. You hate to see anyone in any sport go down for the year. So, um, yeah, we feel for the guy. Flipping over to, speaking of condolences, we have to pass out. Uh, the Chicago Cubs are done for the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They uh, they fell to the Dodgers, I think, in five games mm-hmm. um, last week, and so now the Dodgers are getting ready to go up against the Houston Astros, who uh, beat out the Yankees last week as well. I think game, game one seven. is game one, yeah. So they won in game seven, yeah, uh, which is always exciting in the ALCS. World Series starts, yeah, I think tonight. Sure. I think it's tonight, the night we're recording. Um, but I, the game one will have happened by the time that this gets out. So. You know, I think the the ratings will probably be down this year from last since there's no Cubs. Since everyone is apparently a Cubs fan and never talks about it, um, but know, I don't know.
1: There's a lot of Dodger fans out there. Yeah, they're they're kind of one of those that have, you know, nationwide appeal. So, and then I know everyone everyone's behind Houston because of the the hurricane and everything. So, I actually think this one will get pretty good ratings.
0: I, I hope it does. Uh, this Houston team is kind of another version of the Cubs. The, the Cubs were shitty, shitty, very bad and then in a few years got really good mm-hmm. because of some good general managing. Same thing has happened with Houston. They were terrible a couple seasons ago. Now all of a sudden uh, they're the top team in the AL. So it'll be interesting. I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I'm going to try to ke- catch a couple of these games because I think it's going to be really good. I think definitely we got the two best teams um, playing Wrong. for it this time.
1: Um, one other thing. Talk about Iowa State.
0: Oh, yeah. The uh, Iowa State football Cyclones. They moved to – five and two uh yes five and two this week um they beat texas tech pretty handily people thought that was going to be a better game cyclones are looking good this year man they're ranked they're ranked for the first time i think 24 or 25 depending on what poll you look at yeah um one game away from being bowl eligible this is an exciting and and no one saw this coming yeah new coach matt campbell has got them fired up and and playing well uh, i'm liking what i'm seeing out of these yeah. guys man
1: we'll see what happens
0: and they've only lost once to they've lost to Texas in the Big Twelve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. They've got some tough games coming up, yeah. obviously, but maybe maybe they could uh cause some drama in the Big Twelve. <laughs> It'd be pretty sweet to see them get to the conference championship. Now that's getting way ahead of yeah, ourselves. Okay. They've got still got some big matchups coming up, but it's good to see a good Cyclones team. Yeah. Especially when the Hawkeyes are not looking good. Um and it's always it's always good to, to have the better record between the two teams. Of course the Hawkeyes got the victory earlier this season in the CyHawk game, but even so, Cyclones have a better record. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the NFL. It, it continues to get more exciting for the two of us. <laughs> Rams and Vikings both moved to 5 and 2. Mm-hmm. After big wins this week, both teams are leading their divisions mm-hmm. and looking fantastic, mm-hmm. starting to make believers out of folks. I think uh, both are in the top. I'm
1: still pretty off- cautiously optimistic, <laughs> but
0: I think uh, I saw there...
1: this is this happened last year, all right. They had, a, they had five wins last year and then lost three to three out of
0: five. So. Yeah, eight. I agree with you. Probably the Vikings won't last. But um, <laughs> a lot of the writers uh, are finally giving credit to the Rams and the Vikes, yeah. calling them top five teams, top ten teams, depending on what writer you look at mm-hmm. in the power rankings. Um, it's just generally exciting. And, and really, across the league, there's been a lot of parity this year. A lot of the great teams haven't been so great. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the teams that you thought were going to be bad – Your Bills, your Jets, your Jaguars haven't been as bad as people thought they were going to be going in. Mm -hmm. So it continues to be really interesting. Um, The Patriots kind of beat the pants off of the Falcons this past weekend on Sunday pants are gone. Yeah, Matt Ryan was running around with his dick hanging out. Why are my pants? (laughs) People think the Patriots are primed to get back in in their typical form and, and take hold of the league as they have in the past. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they're being called the best team in football right now.
1: Fly Eagles, fly!
0: Yeah, after uh, Kansas City lost to Oakland last week, they were I think the top team going into that. I don't know who do you who do you have as like your top NFL team right now?
1: I'd probably go Eagles.
0: You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think if if one game, who you know, let's say for example, it was Chiefs and Eagles playing mm-hmm. one game, I still give me the Chiefs in that matchup. I think they've just got more more. Um, Experience. They're just more vets. Yeah. I think they're better coached, and I just think that they just. I think they're very similar teams. Mm-hmm. I, I just give the slight edge to the Chiefs. Now, they do I have think, a lot tougher schedule mm-hmm. going for the rest of the season, so they could get banged up. Um, who knows what can happen? But uh, I, I don't. I don't completely disagree with you. Philly is looking good.
1: I think the Eagles have a better offense than KC does. Um, Carson or Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind, and they have they're stacked at receivers. Um their running game isn't as strong. Um, but they I think they have just as good offensive line as K C does. So I think they're better better on offense, but um you gotta give the edge to KC on the defense, even though they have been not super good on defense this year. Uh their pass defense ranks towards towards the bottom right now. Um so I don't know. I, I'd still I I'd go the Eagles if they if if you put it matched head to head.
0: And Philly did have a couple injuries last night uh, on the Monday night game. I think they lost their middle linebacker, starting middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And the big one was...
1: Their left tackle.
0: Their left tackle, who um, his name is escaping me, but he's one of the top linemen it's in Lane football. It's Lane
1: Johnson, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Johnson, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's one of the top, not only, NFL, not only linemen, mm-hmm. but players yeah, in the NFL. Yeah,
1: I did see a stat three or four weeks ago, because I think he missed a game not too long ago, um, that when he is playing... The record when, when he's playing in the last couple years is, like, they're, it's a winning record by, like, six games. And if he's out, it's a losing record by, like, seven. Mm-hmm. So he he does make a big impact.
0: So, and he's he's probably going to be out for the year. It looked like a knee injury. Mm-hmm. More than likely, it's it's one of those nasty ones going to keep him out. So who knows how that's going to affect the Eagles. We'll see. But they are playing really well. They're, that game was really fun to watch last night. Mm-hmm. Let's go to video games. Video games! Just a couple quick things here. First of all, um, one one game that's coming out this weekend that I think people are pretty excited about is Wolfenstein 2. Did you ever play the Wolfenstein game? Nope. All I know about it is that it was a PC game and it was kind of 8-bitty. It's really old. And the idea is that you time-traveled to go kill Nazis. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the idea? I,
1: whatever you say, I'm going to agree with.
0: <laughs> I, and I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it's about. And the... Uh, the sequel is coming out, and it's now a first-person shooter. It looks like it's a fully formed first-person shooter. Great graphics, and the gameplay looks sweet. And basically the entire idea is go murder Nazis. So I think people are pretty excited about this. I think it's one of those games that just had a following nobody realized. And so when the sequel got announced, people were jazzed. And so, yeah, if you're into killing killing Nazis, 100 Nazi scalps. <laughs> Then pick up Wolfenstein this weekend. I want to give a quick mention to a a game that I just picked up on the uh, free games with gold for Xbox.
1: Uh, Barbie Horse Adventures.
0: No. uh, Barbie Horse Adventures is mediocre. I give it a 2 out of 5. This game is called Touring Test. And it's sort of a, um, well, it's a space game where you play an astronaut. And it really closely um, resembles the, the story and the gameplay of Portal and Portal 2, if you've ever played those. So it's a series of, like, puzzle rooms that you have to make your way through. And all the while, you've got kind of an AI person that you're talking to. And as the game unfolds, you start to realize the story of what's going on, what your place is on this mission. And just generally, you start to learn more and more about how kind of messed up the things that are going on around you are. So if you like Portal, I really think you'll like Turing Test. It's very, very similar, almost to the like ripoff <laughs> level. Um, but I, it, I think it's still on Games for Gold right now. So go find that if you, uh, if you're a fan of, of Portal, like I said. But I give it a thumbs up. I'm still, I'm getting close to the end of it, but it's been really fun. I get sucked into it and stuck on it for mm-hmm. like two hours at a time, and uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Let's get over to television. <laughs> and uh gosh you know seth we we can't keep the people satisfied week in and week out they're just you can't they're just demanding hey (laughs) now they're just demanding more of the tv corner and damn it we're gonna give it to them uh we're gonna get a tv corner in just a couple minutes but before we get to that uh we want to let the folks know about a couple things that are coming out this week not just seth but uh, <laughs> but a couple TV shows that are uh, that are coming out that I think people are going to p- be pretty excited for. The first one, and I think, is one of the most highly anticipated shows at all for this fall. Stranger Things season mm. two dropping on Netflix this Friday.
1: Yeah, if you have if you if you watch Netflix on anything other than your like your phone to like Chromecast it, you'll know it's coming out because there's a fucking countdown clock to it. So you can know by the second when it comes out,
0: which I think is pretty sweet. And um, I don't know. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, get your ass out there and watch it. As more soon-
1: than Cody recommends Matrix. No, as yeah, soon as no, you do Yeah, no, he loves Stranger Things way more. He told me, off air, he told me, hey, don't let me lie on, on, on the microphone. I hate the Matrix, but I love Stranger Things, so.
0: Don't listen to this asshole. Watch the <laughs> Matrix first. <laughs> watch the Matrix first, then go watch Stranger Things. Asshole. It's as simple as that. And plus, Stranger Things is going to be a lo- around for a lot longer than November 1st. So watch The Matrix, then go watch Stranger Things Season 1, and then, of course, Stranger Things Season 2. Uh, you know th- what?
1: I'm going to watch Stranger Things way before I'm going to watch The Matrix.
0: You're going to go to hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are jazzed about Stranger Things, man. The couple trailers that have come out have been amazing. Yeah. They've still got the 80s nostalgia thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like
1: Ghostbusters going on. This time.
0: Um, I won't spoil the plot from Season 1, but... Um, Couple, I think there have been some character returns that are teased for the season two that people are really psyched about. Um, And I'm just really interested to see where they go from here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't get the vibe from the first season that they wanted, that they planned on several seasons of this. Mm -hmm. But I've heard since then that they now have plans for multiple seasons. So. We'll see where they go. The cast has obviously gotten more fame, and they're more. Yeah. I think they're going to let the reins off of them a little bit more.
1: I'll, give I them have, more to do. I'll have a, a a member of my family in the cast this year. Uh, my my. That's right. My uh, my nephew, but younger, I guess. <laughs> the the great. Like, am I a great uncle? Is that what I am? I don't know how that works. Uh, I'm what? not really an uncle. Um, What's your
0: relation to? It's my cousin's kid. Oh, second cousin.
1: Second cousin. there. Yeah. No, are you sure? Yeah. I thought second cousin was like. I could be wrong. I think I think second cousin is like through a different part of the family like I don't know let's look it up I think I'm right what is a second I don't think Google it's a second cousin you're right I read it you're right
0: I'm right yeah say it again
1: no say it again you're stupid <laughs> um, so we'll just, just cut all that out
0: no we're keeping it in no. Seth's second cousin who by the way is the child of his cousin <laughs> um,
1: uh, she is she is Uh. she's an extra in this season, in, in the school. I don't know if she made the final cut or not. I haven't talked to my cousin since then, but I'm assuming she did. But, uh, yeah. So.
0: it's pretty freaking sweet.
1: Six degrees. I uh, was once closely related to Finn Wolfhard.
0: <laughs> I think probably Winona Ryder would be the person you'd want to brag about.
1: I don't know. Finn don't Wolfhard was. was the best part of it, so.
0: He was pretty sweet. Um, and I. I don't know. I I just I love all the kids from Stranger Things, yeah. and I think I think it's gonna be really cool. It'll be good. One thing that I know you're excited for, Seth, uh, this Saturday, the David Pumpkins Halloween special.
1: <laughs> Any questions?
0: <laughs> is gonna be on uh, in the Saturday Night Live time slot. They don't have a, an SNL this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's an ant. If you don't know who David Pumpkins is, pause this podcast. Go to YouTube. In fact, we'll link to it. Don't let me forget. We're gonna link to David Pumpkins, and. Go watch that video and just find out what David Pumpkins
1: so is. So in case you're wondering, here is the order to watch things. David Pumpkins, Stranger Things, and then never watch The Matrix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the correct answer to the question, what order should I watch these things in? I'd go David Pumpkins first, then Matrix, then Stranger you
1: heard Things. You heard it here from Cody first. David Pumpkins is better than The Matrix. I'm the Matrix pales in comparison to David Pumpkins.
0: It's different. Nope. Yeah.
1: David Pumpkins is an artistic... Stroke of genius and the Matrix compares to Joe Dirt. I'm
0: gonna make you swallow that bottle you're holding. Seth's <laughs> so gonna watch the Matrix, and all of our viewer or listeners are gonna go out and watch David S. Pumpkins. And so, it, so he's played by Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks is on hand for the voice. And I think he's gonna make a, a performance. Yeah, or- no,
1: the so it's gonna start all live action. So, him, Bobby Moynihan, and Mikey Day are all gonna be in it. Um, I hope with a guest appearance by Leslie Jones, <laughs> uh, and then it's gonna go to animated, and then it's all gonna be voices from there.
0: It's gonna be sweet. I th- it's I think it's gonna be kind of like a Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer kind of like really silly, mm-hmm. um, holiday thing, but for Halloween. And I am super jazzed. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I can't wait. David Pumpkins doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Like it's this weird cult phenomenon that, has, that has gotten huge.
1: I still I watched that skit live, and I was I was dying. Like the- oh yeah.
0: <laughs> It's hysterical and it continues to be on repeated viewings yeah uh, of which we have made probably a hundred um, so just go check out David pumpkins and then catch the uh, david pumpkin David s pumpkins catch the David s pumpkins Halloween special um, this weekend
1: mm-hmm.
0: And um, then the matrix and then stranger things
1: <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about before we go into the the corner of television um, I won't do a full TV corner for this because it's been out for a while and season two has already started, but I started watching The Good Place, uh, which is uh, an NBC half-hour comedy written and directed by Michael Schur for some episodes. Michael Schur is the guy who wrote Parks and Rec, The Office. Uh, he wrote on episodes of Parks and Rec, and he also was Moe's, who is an amazing <laughs> character. And then he created and then wrote a lot of the episodes for Parks and Rec so the good places is, is actually no then he also created brooklyn Nine, and has written a bunch of so he co-created brooklyn Nine and has written a bunch of episodes uh so the good places is his fourth show technically his third that he's he's created but it's uh i'm sure you've seen it on commercials and things like that it stars kristen bell is that her name mm-hmm. stars kristen bell she is in the good place basically which is heaven it's kind of like it's not they say it's not heaven but it is basically you get everything you want there's frozen yogurt everywhere <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well Ted Danson who is basically God in that because there's multiple neighborhoods in the good place is what he's describing and so he he talked about how for whatever reason all the good people love frozen yogurts <laughs> and then there's also the bad place well Kristen Bell should have went to the bad place but she the system messed up and put her in the good place so it's kind of her trying to be good and, and working through that it's it's a really funny show they, they just do a lot of because they can include so many different types of people in this place and and talk a, a lot about in a kind of a, a in a, a way that's not directly about religion they can talk about it um they can also because there's no like it's a good place there's no swearing they can create their own swear like she said instead of fuck she says fork <laughs> and she instead of shirt shit she says shirt so like they can swear a bunch but without actually swearing so it's pretty funny um definitely check it out i mean it's, it's just it's a simple half hour comedy that's not gonna make you think but it's it's really hilarious so
0: sweet is that on netflix or hulu? the first season
1: on netflix the second season is on hulu but the episodes are expiring and so i'm trying to watch uh-huh. them real quick because the first two episodes expire like tomorrow mm. so
0: well uh catch out catch season one on netflix for the good place i've heard only good things yeah it's getting crazy good reviews and stuff so the best
1: part by far the show they have like you're going to un-
0: tell everyone what the best part is that the show is
1: well, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell jokes, but I'm saying the reason to watch it, the best I mean the best part of the show is is uh there's this is a character named Janet, who is basically like she's like a robot servant slash like Alexa. It's like a human Alexa. So like they'll they call Janet and she'll be like, "Hey." Yeah. They'll come up and be like, "Hi." <laughs> she's like really chipper and happy all the time and like just kind of oblivious, but she also answers all their questions and gives them things. It just presents for a lot of funny opportunities for like characters to fall in love with her or characters to treat her poorly you know just a lot of different things i can do so
0: i'm i know i'm always falling in love with my google home <laughs> <laughs> so All check right. it out. the uh the wait is over i know you're stop your fighting stop your rioting stop your looting people we're gonna get to it right now it's time for another edition of CES TV corner <laughs>
1: That's in my TV corner. So this week, I watched The Matrix. and Don't tease me. Yeah, I didn't watch The Matrix. I'll never watch that garbage.
0: You're really you're really cruising for one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: So this week, last two weeks, basically. We're
0: I... going to come back to this Matrix shit. <laughs> you have not heard the end of this. I'm going to let you get to your corner. <laughs> this is not over.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll do a Seth's movie minute. If that minute is just me watching only one minute of The Matrix.
0: You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? I'm going to make a bet with you. And I don't know on what. But I'm going to find a bet to make with you. And when you win, or when I win the bet, you're watching The Matrix. Nope. And then you're going to come on here and review it. And if if I lose the bet, I won't lose the bet.
1: If you lose the bet, you watch all tons of Anarchy.
0: I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's way too much time.
1: Well... It's going to feel like that much time if I watch that terrible movie, The Matrix. Oh, my God.
0: It's happening. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Hey, um, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter, what uh, what bet should I make with Seth to try to get him to watch The Matrix? Okay, let's get back to the TV corner. We have derailed. Yeah. Let's bring it back.
1: That's in my TV corner. I watched Mindhunter on Netflix. Dun dun. No, that's not the music. There wasn't really much music. I skipped the intro every time. Mm-hmm. Because it's not good music. It doesn't have a great intro song like Bojack Horseman. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so the mine, the mine hunter, Mind hunter. This is a show. It's kind of gotten a lot of attention recently. It's a show that was directed quite a few, quite a few episodes by David Fincher. It was the showrunner it was basically David Fincher, the guy who is the showrunner of my favorite show on Netflix, House of Cards. So, or at least he started that. So. What this show basically is about it takes place in the seventies. There's two; they're not really F, they're they're FBI agents. What what their technical terms are are the behavioral sciences unit. So they are kind of teachers. They go around to they first started off in, in uh what's the name of the city in Virginia where Quantico. FBI, Quantico. So they started off in Quantico, Virginia, where they taught other FBI agents about. Kind of the minds of of killers and you know general deviants. Then they took it on the road, so they started doing what they called road school, where they go around and they will teach just cops and detectives at in different towns. There's all kinds of different towns. In San Francisco, there's Park City, Kansas. There's also even Fairfield, Fairfield Iowa. They go to so it's just, so that's kind of like the beginning premise of the show. But really, where it goes into is they. This is a time when when FBI detectives would think more about just kind of the your basics of killers. You know, why did they do it? Did they do it? Done, okay? What these guys were trying to do was think about the real, the real motives behind why they did it and even think further behind that. What caused them to get to this point? Why did they end up being a killer? Why did they either, you know, sometimes they would rape someone or they would torture them beforehand like why do they do these things and it kind of helps in their mind and and what honestly has come to be you know years later is that people how, how can we prevent people from getting to that point and predict these things from happening um, predict these things to happen and then stop them from happening so that's kind of the basics of the show um getting into the the more you know what what i thought of the show it, it the show it's 10 episodes uh, ranges for some episodes are about 40 minutes others are about an hour it's a pretty slow progression but it's done in a good way <laughs> so basically in terms of just how the story progresses and and the the characters progress it it takes place over a decent amount of time but you only get kind of bits and pieces of that there so I mean you can kind of see how they change over that time which is cool there's some really creepy uh killers that they interview in this there's they the way they interview them and kind of dig deep into their minds is really interesting and how they will kind of poke and prod at them to get the answers that they want because they they know when serial killers sometimes they do don't know but a lot of times they know when serial killers are leading them on and playing with them which is really cool to kind of see them actually break down those walls uh the main character in the show Holden Ford he is I mean he's He's on Glee, I think. is Is the guy? I don't know him from anything, but you you know him from Glee. You Jonathan
0: saw... Groff is the guy. Yeah,
1: name. he he definitely the best best part of this show. His character progression from the beginning to the to the end is is awesome. He starts off kind of as a lowly agent. He's real timid and and quiet, and is very by the book. And by the time you get to the end of it, he's confident and he's he's leading the charge. He's kind of hired on to this to this project basically as a an assistant to bill tench who's the other guy he's he's kind of more known and stuff he's not like a super big actor he was in one of my favorite shows from fx that only got like eight episodes uh called lights out where he played like a, a kind of a 40 something boxer who was getting kind of messed up in the head um i, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the show at all i've never even heard of that. it's awesome um check that out if you ever get a chance but you probably won't it used to be on netflix but he played so the, his, his partner's name is bill tench he brings on an assistant, he becomes a mentor about halfway through the show, and then that, after that point, Holden kind of surpasses him. So that's a cool relationship to, to, to watch grow and, and see how they kind of interact. Because at first they don't want to be with each other, and by the end of it they, they're, they're really interacting in, in, in different ways, which is cool. There's also a relationship with, that Holden has with a, a woman named Debbie, she she actually kind of triggers the the switch into psychology. This happens in the first episode, so it's not really spoilers. But she's like a she, she's like a psych major in college, and she's the one that kind of makes Holden think differently about this. And and she mentions a comment I don't exactly remember what, but it kind of you can kind of see it in his head where he switches those the way he thinks and kind of introduces that into the FBI world. So that's it's pretty cool. The best performance by far, though, on this show, just, just in terms of he's in it a handful of times, is the guy who plays a real-life serial killer, Ed Kemper. He's this creepy dude uh, who, he, he, like, what he, the, the main murder he did was with his, his mother. He did a few more after that, so why, which is why he was a serial killer. But he basically, like, cut her head off. And then humiliated her, quote unquote, with doing weird sex stuff to her. But the way this guy comes off, he is very he it's almost like sad. You you almost feel bad for him, which is weird. He's just he wants to have he wants to have a close relationship and that's kinda where this where Holden comes into play, where they have almost like the way Holden kind of manipulates him, you feel like they're a real friendship, which is really cool. The relationships in the show are, are pretty incredible. This basically the the show in terms of what why this is relevant is because it it created in the '70s. This is based off of a book uh, called called Mind Hunter. Not all one word, but it's two words. It's Mind Hunter, where this actual FBI agent created the idea of serial killers, serial killers, which wasn't around then because of the way people thought. People didn't really connect murders like that or really think why people did it. So that's kind of the the big arc of the show is they even there's even a scene where they they talk about like what's the name of this and, huh. and serial killers kind of comes up so the one other kind of aspect of the show which was neat was the when they're when they're doing the when they're interviewing these people and getting these answers out of them they are kind of scrutinized for maybe manipulating some of these some of these serial killers and Kind of makes you think too, like, well, what are, what if they're just saying these because they're being prodded to do it? They're not all right in the head; these answers may not be right. Is this right for them to do? Do we, should we even interview these people? Are we going to get real answers out of it? So they, that debate kind of goes back and forth, which is re- really neat and makes you even think about now: is that something we should still be doing? But uh, the, so this show, I, I would normally when when I watch a show that has one season, I would say, you know, should it be, should there be another season? Well. Answer is already yes. There's season season two is greenlit a couple months even before it aired. So they the nice thing about this knowing that going in and I think probably David Fincher knew this even going and writing it and, and you know doing some work with it was that he threw in little tidbits for season two. There's some cases that aren't solved. There's a whole thing that's set up with one of the killers that hasn't killed yet. It looks like so. There's stuff to look forward to and stuff that's going to be really cool to see with, with Holden and, and Bill and their relationship's kind of left at, a, at an interesting spot. So I, I think there's still a lot to build on in season two. And, and you could really do this show for, honestly, forever. You know, as long as you keep the relationships, you know, solid and, and don't make it go too weird, you could do the show for a long time based off all the serial killers that have been around since the 70s and, and going forward. So I'm excited for season two. Uh, I I'd recommend this to anyone who likes crime shows. There's, there's no. The thing about this, some people might be worried because the trailer makes it look like there would be some gore and some scares. And there's only some gore right at the beginning. Other than that, no gore. It's not scary. There's no jump scares. There's no, there's, you know, you get some creepy vibes from the the serial killers. There, there's especially that Ed guy, the Ed Kemper guy. He is really creepy. And there's some really tense moments when they're talking to these guys. But other than that, there, I mean, there, there's nothing that would make you scared by watching this just creeped out a little bit so i definitely recommend this anyone who likes crime shows david fincher i know there's a lot of david fincher fans out there recommend for that that's the reason i watched it and uh just anyone who i mean really likes to see good character progression so
0: have you ever watched criminal minds no this is that is it yeah um criminal
1: probably. this cr- probably has more better character I'm assuming.
0: Well, I, I don't know, because, um, so Criminal Minds is is based on the work that this guy created. Okay. Right? So they do behavioral analysis, but it's today. Okay. And um, they do have a cool cast mm-hmm. um, that people really enjoy, but it's one of those really schmaltzy kind yeah. of network procedurals. Yeah. And it sounds like this isn't that. This yeah. is a lot more dark and like a grown up, kind of.
1: Yeah, grown up, and, and, and it's more about like Holden and Bill mm-hmm. and Debbie, his girlfriend, there's, I mean, it's definitely about these serial killers, but they, you don't see the serial killers very often. They do some, do interviews with them, but really it's more about Bill and Holden and how these things interact in their personal lives too. Mm, okay. So, yeah.
0: Cause you mentioned you could do this, sh- you could do the show forever. You could. Criminal Minds has been doing yeah. it for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, I don't love that show, but it's kind of interesting to see the and different weird stuff that goes on.
1: Like with, with Criminal Minds, it's a, it's a serial killer every week, right? With this, it's not. They don't do one every single episode. There's, they probably spread out and they come, they jump back and forth too. So like it's, it's almost, it's pretty real world in that way. Is that there's always one that they're gonna, you know, there's always w- multiple ones that are happening. Mm. You know, so it's not like they just do one. Some of the episodes are like one and done, but a lot of them there's from episode two, you go back to episode five and kind of jump back and forth. So, yeah.
0: This sounds cool. I know it's getting a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know at least one other person that's watching it and says that they can't take their eyes off. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it sounds really cool. Fincher can do no wrong to most people. Like you said, I really like Jonathan Groff. He was really good in Glee (laughs) and he's been involved in a lot of stuff that you wouldn't realize. He's like a producer on a ton of shit. Um, if you, if you Google him and click on what he's produced, it's a bunch of stuff you've seen. Um, so this is one that I I actually, I have on my list too, that I'm, I'm going to kind of check out and Mm -hmm. it sounds like you think everyone should.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out.
0: Alright, well, once again, Seth, thank you for giving the people what they need in life. It really is the only reason people are listening to us, is to hear the, the TV corner, so...
1: Oh, I thought it was to hear me put down the Matrix.
0: That's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seth Puts Down the Matrix will not become a, a segment on this show. But we'll keep you posted on the bet and when Seth watches it. <phone rings> Before we wrap up today, I want to finish with this. It is, of course, Halloween uh, weekend this weekend, and Halloween wow. is next week. That's a thing, dude. Halloween That's a thing people say. Yeah, because it's important to know what Halloween weekend is, because if Halloween's during the week, like this one's going to be, mm-hmm. you got to know which one to go out and party on. Mm-hmm. And so Halloween weekend is this weekend, the 28th. A lot of folks are probably excited. A lot of folks are wanting to—they're uh, wanting to get out and or stay in. They're wanting to go out and party and dress in funny costumes or slutty ones, probably. Um, or they're wanting to stay in and watch a lot of um, porn, porn, and or Halloween-related uh, TV and movies. Yeah. So what we're and gonna do now? Not the Matrix. The Matrix isn't Halloween-related, so you wouldn't. We're gonna go through and just name some of our favorite uh, Halloween-related things and some of our favorite horror movies, just to get you guys in the in the mood for uh, for Halloween night. Maybe put a couple on your list. To check out if you're looking for something to watch. So Seth, what are uh, what are a couple of, of your Halloween favorites?
1: Um, I don't have any like I guess like nothing I go back to watching every Halloween, but some things that I I one of my favorite things every year. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, they do the Halloween heist episodes. This year especially was amazing, <laughs> and I know you still need to watch it. Yep. This, well, this whole season of the show has been hilarious, but this episode was definitely the peak of, of funny. So that all those all those Halloween Heist episodes are great. Community had some good Halloween episodes. The there's one where they're all they're doing a party in the, the the study room and they're like they turn into zombies somehow. I think there's like a they they're eating drinking something and it has like a nuclear whatever in it and they're all in costumes and stuff and, and they actually bite each other <laughs> and they're all zombies, so that's cool. And then one of my other favorite shows of all time is Psych. And they have one of their most famous episodes, and people still actually kind of celebrate this when it comes up. But there's an episode called Tuesday the 17th, which is a, a spoof off of Friday the 13th, uh-huh. uh, which is really cool. Uh, Psych is a great, they're great at doing homages. It's probably more, not even a spoof, it's more of an homage. So th- this is one of their most famous ones, kind of a, again, a, you know, Psych's, Psych's a show based off of murder, you know, like the murder each week is kind of, it's almost like a criminal minds type of thing, but with funny murders. And so they did a playoff Jason, which was good. So
0: Cool. Yeah. I had a, I had Brooklyn Nine-Nine on my list too. Yeah. Those Halloween. So to elaborate just a little bit on this Halloween heist, um, Jake Peralta, who is Andy Samberg's character and, uh, Captain Raymond Holt, who was played by Andre Brower mm-hmm. every season so far for their Halloween episode, they compete against each other and one of them has to steal an item, either from the other person or from a neutral location. And they're always trying to outsmart each other. And they're actually they're actually like smarter than they deserve to be. Um, the episodes are really interesting to watch. So I'm excited to watch this season. Oh my god, that's so funny! I haven't seen it yet. So uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in general is awesome too. If you haven't watched that, I have a bunch of these because I love horror movies and just Halloween in general. So,
1: you know, it's funny that I went after like all comedy stuff and you're like, I'm going to go with these scary movies. Yeah. You
0: want to laugh or do you want to be scared? (laughs) (laughs) I want to laugh. My favorite horror movie from this year so far um, has been Get Out. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say Geostorm.
0: No, Geostorm is only a horror because you think about how people actually spent time and money to make it. Get Out, though, is amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, about the main character, Daniel Kaluuya um, is the actor's name and he is he's a black man and he's dating a white woman and she takes him home to her parents and they have to meet him for the first time and deal with the fact that he's black and from there shit gets crazy and i'll leave it at that um just uh it's 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 a really really smart horror movie uh and it is very creepy and pretty scary um so check out get out i think almost everyone has seen this one already but if you haven't Find a way to watch it, because it is, it's is—it's amazing. It's not only one of my favorite horror movies of the year, but it might be my favorite movie I've seen this year. It is very, very good. Um, the other one that I think uh, a lot of people might be trying to get out and watch, I think it's still in theaters, is It. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I didn't even think about that. That'd be a
0: really good Halloween Oof. movie to go see. Pretty scary, very good movie. We liked it. Yeah. Um, we did a ride home. Actually, Jared was featured on that ride home. Uh, so make sure you go check that out on the YouTubes. But going back to some of like my all-time favorites... Um, I think obviously Halloween is is right up there. We talked a little bit about the sequel coming out earlier in the show, but Halloween is it really is just the perfect movie to watch on Halloween um, or around it, as the name suggests. Um, so if you haven't seen Halloween, it, I think it holds up. A lot of the old scary movies don't really hold up. I think this one does. It doesn't really demand a lot of like special effects or anything like that, but it's a good one. I, it's one of my favorites. The 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 scariest movie to me the movie that's always scared me more than any other movie is The Strangers. Have you seen this?
1: No, but you've, you've explained that one to me before.
0: I've talked about it a bunch because it, it's it's my favorite horror movie and it's the one that scares the crap out of me the most. Um, it's just about a, a, a couple. Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler, I think, are the, the couple. And they're just in a house, in a vacation house, like out in some woods. And some people with masks show up and start to uh, try to kill them. And that's the, that is the whole plot and it's just the way it's done though is expertly creepy and it's got some really excellent and intense scares and scenes and it's it's just oh man it's chilling just <laughs> thinking about it i i try to watch it every year or two
1: yeah one that you got me into was uh when we were younger was saw oh
0: yeah. So i didn't even think of saw <laughs> mm-hmm. that's getting a new one this weekend yeah that's, up. yeah
1: we're gonna have to go to that one i think um yeah that especially the first one that twist at the end is mm-hmm. like whoa that's one of the best twists that's ever been pulled off in in a movie horror movie at least. So,
0: Saw is excellent. I, I saw it when I right when it came out when I was younger, and it is oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really like torture porny, <laughs> which was a big thing at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't quite so awesome now. But uh, if you haven't seen Saw, yeah, I would highly recommend the first three Saws. Yeah. After that, they get really stupid and ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I do not have high hopes for this Jigsaw that we're seeing this weekend. I'm excited. But uh, yeah, the Saws, I I didn't have them written down, yeah. but that's those are good ones.
1: And then I I've always I enjoyed the Paranormal Activity franchise for the most part. Oh yeah. The the, the last one was bad. <laughs> yeah. The the the, per, the Ghost, ghost dimension. dimension or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I saw the first one in theaters years ago, when like when it when it first had that hype of like is it real is it not, which was it was creepy to see in theaters, especially when like no one else had saw it. So that was cool and then you know I saw the other ones as they came out later but the first one was one of my favorite movie experiences ever to go to just because like it was done and made in such a real looking way and they presented it in such a real like there wasn't that, I don't even know if there was trailers or not before. I don't think there
0: was I remember hearing about that they yeah. went straight into the movie
1: Yeah and and then it, there's like the, there's no like there's no cast credits. credits there's nothing so yeah
0: It just kind of po- cuz it's a found footage um Mm. that kind of thing which kind of was cool and then went away and then kind of came back and is i don't i don't like it so much but yeah you're right it's kind of blair witchy in that it Mm -hmm. totally seems like it's real Mm -hmm. and you've never heard of these actors so you don't have that whole thing taking you out of the the realistic part of it yeah Yeah, those ones are cool
1: it was creepy to see the first time in theaters
0: going back to uh the tv shows Mm -hmm. i think that um the simpsons have always done a fantastic job
1: treehouse of horror
0: Treehouse of Horror is having, I think, like their 20th one this year. I think it's more
1: than that. 25,
0: no. something like that. The show has been on for freaking ever. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing Treehouse of Horrors for almost as long as they've been around. There's some really good mm-hmm. Treehouse of Horror episodes. Mm-hmm. I remember watching them when I was a little younger, and some of them were actually pretty scary. <laughs> they do a lot of homages and parodies of famous horror movies you've seen. I know there's one really good Freddy Krueger one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just get really creative and interesting, and I, I, those definitely—if you can just get a, just like a reel of all of those—definitely mm-hmm. um, check out the Treasals of Horror. One of the uh, one of the episodes, the Halloween episodes that I always really like, is the How I Met Your Mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: How I Met Your Mother episode where Ted, the main character, he is on a search for the slutty pumpkin. Yeah. Who is a girl that he met several years ago at a party but he didn't get her name or her contact info. So all he remembers about her is that she was dressed as a slutty pumpkin. Mm-hmm. So every year he goes dressed as the same costume, the hang- which is a hanging Chad. Yeah,
1: hanging Chad, so which is been, only relevant that year.
0: He had been wearing it since like 2004. <laughs> um, and uh, wears it every year to try to find the slutty pumpkin. So that's mm-hmm. what that episode's about. That one's just a real fun one. Yeah, It's not scary at all, but it's fun.
1: Another 30-minute comedy that has a good one is uh the Goldbergs. There's a really one that the one that hit really well that I think they've only done the one that I think about it. Might have another one actually tomorrow night. But uh there where Adam, who's the main character, he uh he wants to go dress up with his friends and make his own costume and stuff. Whereas his grandpa always goes out with him every year, Pops. And Pops had a had a costume ready. He wanted them to be the Ghostbusters. And so that show always has, it sticks to a formula every single episode where it's like, funny beginning, middle, you know, you kind of get the, the sad letdown, and then at the end they, you know, always prop everyone back up and there's a happy ending. And so, that's kind of what happened in this one. Adam, you know, the funny stuff happens. Adam tells Pops, I'm not going to go trick-or-treating with you. Pops get sad. And at the end, Adam puts on the Ghostbusters costume and everything's happy. So, it hits well at the end. It's funny.
0: Yeah, I, I've actually seen that episode of The Goldbergs, and that one, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Because everyone has that experience. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're too old to go trick-or-treating yeah. with your parents, you want to go do it with your friends. And, uh, yeah, The Goldbergs in general is all about I like kind of that growing up stuff. I, I love that show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, quickly, just want to mention a couple other horror movies that I really like. Um, one of them is called Silent House. Do you remember hearing about this one? Vaguely. So, it's a girl in a house that is being scary, mm-hmm. pretty much basic. But the whole thing is shot in a way that's like one shot. Mm-hmm. And so you get to experience everything along with this girl in real time. It mm-hmm. never cuts away from her. Okay. And it's really cool. It draws you in in a way and makes you part of the movie in a way that is really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one's really cool. It's got some cool scares and stuff in it, too. I think it's based on a Spanish movie uh, that has the same exact plot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another horror movie that I think you've seen and like too, The Crazies. Did you see The Crazies? No. You didn't see The Crazies? No.
1: You ah. explained it to me like three or four times.
0: I must have gone with my other friend. Um, (laughs) The Crazies is uh, it's basically like a zombie movie Um, you're given a couple protagonists who live in a city where there's been a zombie outbreak Mm -hmm. and they're kind of more like 28 days later zombies than they are Night of the Walking Dead zombies Um, and then the military shows up to kind of contain the whole thing and so it gets really interesting
1: doesn't it Doesn't it take place in Iowa? Yeah. And it stars Iowa's best news anchor, Bruce Ouney.
0: It has him in a post-credit scene. <laughs> That's all. But they're in... There's a, no
1: Terry Swales on this one.
0: Yeah, no Terry Swales. Um, he's... the. I think it's called Ogden Marsh is the fictional name of the town. But it actually was shot in Iowa. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I met a guy at Iowa State mm-hmm. who was a part... He was an extra in that movie. Oh, really? He's part of the baseball team. Mm. There's a baseball game that gets interrupted. And they had a real-life baseball team. And some guy I met, I, I don't know him, I don't know who his name is, but mm-hmm. I met him once. And he was in that scene.
1: Is it the scene where he's like dragging something behind him?
0: Yeah, he's carrying a shotgun. Yeah. A, a, an old guy walks out onto a baseball field, a high school baseball game. You know what? With a shotgun. We watched this. Yeah, we watch... I, I, I swear you've seen it.
1: Yeah, we didn't go to it, so you, you explained it to me like a hundred times, and then we watched it like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, good, so you have seen it. Yeah. Um, Another one I like, the VHS series. Um, Usually these are on Netflix, I don't know if they are right now, but VHS is like an anthology mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of mini-scary movies, and not all of them are great, but each, I think there's VHS 1, 2, and 3, <laughs> and they're all anthologies, so between them there's like 20 stories to and most of them are good. And there's some that are like really good and really freaking scary. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty visceral and like gory. Um, well, most of them are pretty gory. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of really good kind of 20 minute horror movies yeah. in that. So that one's really good. The last one I want to mention I haven't even seen this movie, but I was listening to another po- another movie podcast today. Hey. And, uh, you can't be
1: listening to another podcast. They
0: brought this movie up and I had to Google it and it is a real movie. It's called Dude Bro Party Massacre Three.
1: I've heard of this. You've heard of it, yeah.
0: Um, first of all, there are no Dude Bro Party Massacres One or Two, so yeah. don't look those up. But apparently, it's it's like a total spoof um, that's like made to look like the '80s and has all these tropes mm-hmm. and all these meathead frat guys are in a cabin in the woods getting <laughs> murdered. Yeah. Um, and it was it was recommended on on this other show that I listened to, and. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. That sounds like a fun one. Apparently, it's really funny. It's not really meant to be super scary. So, Um, if you want to enjoy a nice horror movie that's not scary, check out that one. Um, I also didn't have this on my list, but it just came to mind. Evil Dead. Mm. Um, I have not seen the original, but I saw the reboot, Mm. and I actually really liked it. I don't think it got a great reviews. No. But the new Evil Dead has some seriously evil, scary shit in it. So, um, Check that one out. Hence the name. Yeah, yeah, evil. Yeah. Anything else on your on your Halloween list to recommend to the good folks at Homeza? Um, no. Well, the, uh, what we've given you should should take up plenty of your time. So, make sure, uh, of course, Halloween is one of my favorite. I love Halloween. So, get in the get in the season. Watch some uh, some TV and movies that are gonna that are gonna give you a fright uh, in the in the next week here. All right, so that's gonna do it for episode fifteen. Uh, of course, as always, make sure you're checking out the Jared Buckendall YouTube page. Uh, I know he... At. He, he was uh, at Jared Buckendall, and he... Uh, I don't know how he does it, but he went to Geostorm and The Snowman last weekend.
1: Which, if you add up their combined Rotten Tomato score, it's like negative <laughs> seven. So,
0: A couple of not-so-great movies, from what I've heard, so make sure you check out his reviews of those uh, to hear, hear it for yourself. Um, also, you'll find The Ride Home on there. I think we're planning on going to Jigsaw this mm-hmm. weekend, so you can expect a ride home. It's full of puzzles. <laughs> yeah, coming very soon for uh, for Jigsaw. Uh, also, don't forget us on Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Twitch, uh, Stitcher, Twitch, <laughs> and iTunes, as always. Leave us a review on podknife.com, uh, and make sure you're following them on Twitter at podknife. So I think that's all the uh, I think that's all the housekeeping. It gets longer and longer every time.
1: Let's uh, try and get it out on Thursday this week.
0: Yeah, we'll get this one out on. Hopefully, you're hearing us on Thursday. Uh, last Cody's week.
1: got a new computer now.
0: Yeah, so. we got some new tech that I'm really excited about. Should make it a lot easier to get the podcast up mm. on time. So, all right. Well, once again, this has been episode 15 for the So Host Seth Ott. This has been your co-host Cody Michael, and we're signing off. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
1: I put a good in there. I switched it up.